Welcome ladies, gentlemen, boys, girls and that Technicolor rainbow in between to a too late update podcast special. I'm Matthew Wynn, I'm joined by Christopher Hodgkinson in the flesh, in my actual house where I live. Hello! And uh, we're also joined by my dog Bertie who is incredibly excited to have Hodge here. Uh, just incredibly excited. Uh, I did consider kicking him out of the room, but that normally leads to him scratching and it just becomes a, a, a more bigger pain in the butt all round. <laughs> so, we are here for our special bonus episode. Uh, talk about one of our... How, how would you put it, Hodge? It's, 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 uh, it's our mutual love and respect for the art form of animation. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's very... I mean, it's just beautifully animated, well-crafted storytelling in a way which doesn't get enough mainstream... Um, yeah, things that you may attention. not have seen. That you might, like... We could, I mean, for example, we could end up talking about The Clone Wars, which you should absolutely go and watch. But you've probably seen The Clone Wars, or if you're into animation, you've watched it. But all we kind of want to highlight is a few animation series that maybe you haven't seen... Or, um, or maybe a bit off the beaten path. And I think we want to start with uh, something that I think we found out about at about the same time uh, and were absolutely blown away by, which is uh, Gendy Tartakovsky's Primal. I think I think I showed you the trailer for it on a drunken night out. Yes. And I think you realised it was on Channel 4. Yeah. And so I'd watch it because I was like, trying to find... A way of watching it, yeah, without having not considered looking on legal well, means on yeah. terrestrial TV. I think one thing I tend to do uh, nowadays, especially, is just Google where can I find where to watch whatever it is, because particularly with American stuff, it can be a bit difficult to find sometimes. A lot of the adults, Adult Swim stuff now, however, is, is on, on Channel, Channel 4. 4. Yeah, yeah, but there's stuff like you know, like the the Superman show, the My Adventures with Superman. That's over here. No, that's what I mean. It's like, it's just not. It's just not available. Uh, I thought you were about to tell me it was airing on Pluto or something. Oh, yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah. So, uh, Gendy Tartakovsky's Primal is an incredibly simple concept, but it's how that concept is executed that is, frankly, amazing. You, you can't really, which sets us up for failure here. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say you can't read really it entirely justice just from explaining its premise. No. But we're sure as hell going to try. Exactly. So, um, for those of you who don't know, Primal is set in a version of prehistory. Um, it's kind of, it's it's a sort of prehistory where dinosaurs and a man uh, lived at the same time, right? Man and dinosaur living together. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not what God intended. He didn't like it, and that's why he sent the meteor. Um, uh, it's it, like, in fact, it will kind of come back to this, but it's a bit of what's known as a Hyborian age, Ooh. which is like that uh, term. it's a good term. Yeah, it's a good term. I don't and, know what it means, but it's a good term. Well, it's kind of it's kind of was created by the creator of Conan the Barbarian, right? All of the Conan the Barbarian stories are set in the Hyborian age, right? Okay. And it's kind of like this version of prehistory that you can't prove didn't happen. Okay. That's the best way of describing it. It's not that you can prove like that there's evidence to suggest that it did. Yeah. But it's like you can't prove it didn't because uh, it's that far in the past, those sort of things, right? Yeah. You know, that's that's the kind of general. And uh this it features a Neanderthal uh character who uh doesn't speak. So 
you have to find out through other means that he because does he's have... a Neanderthal. Yeah, he's a ma- Neanderthal. He cannot speak. Neither of the main characters in this show can speak. One because they're a Neanderthal, and he's called Spear. That's his name. Which he, you don't know unless you just look, and that's just his name. Um, yeah, he's only referred to it in like synopsises and stuff. You never find out in the show that's yeah. his name. And the the series starts, and I think like this is a microcosm for at least the first series. The series starts with him fishing, and you know he throws his spear down, catches a fish, waits patiently. It's incredibly quiet, and then an enormous prehistoric fish jumps up to try and eat him, basically. And that whole reversal of the points of predator and prey mm. is pretty much what the whole first season is totally about. Yeah. You could also, you could also sort of in a nutshell, the whole series ethos is what would you do to survive? Yes. Yeah. Like, what alliances will you form? How far will you let those go? Yeah. And, uh, and, and so... We'll kind of do, we'll kind of just talk about the first episode because the first episode is, to be honest, you could just watch the first episode because it's probably one of the most perfect what twenty minutes or something like that. Yeah, it's a perfect pilot. Yeah, it's absolutely. Um, and so Spear goes back home after a day's fishing. He's got his catch. He's then has to hide from a pterodactyl thing. So again, it's that thing of. Reversing the roles of predator and prey, he has to literally hide in a log to get away from mm. it, and then gets back to his dwelling where yeah. he's got his wife and kids. There's some like idyllic family stuff going yeah. on, like playing with a kid, teaching him a bit of hunting and fishing and stuff. Yeah. Um, the problem is when he gets back home, uh, his wife and kids aren't the only things there. <laughs> there are uh, two big T-Rex-style monsters, dinosaurs. And they just eat his family. And and there is nothing he can do about it. It's brutal. But again, it, where the animation really shines. Because like the it so perfectly encapsulates the look of horror on his face as it's yeah. happening. And then the just pure rage-filled anger he has towards the creatures afterwards. Yeah. And and and, and again it's that but like it's it's quite it's not sort of drawn out or brutal or anything like that it's you know it's quite quick it's but that in some ways that's almost quite bad as well because it's just like and gone yeah, yeah. But it's like it, it's not an overly bloody or gory show but there is blood and gore throughout yeah. but it's never gratuitous it's just like it's perfunctory and it's to serve the purpose to show how Brutal the world they're living in. Yes, is. exactly. That that you, you put it quite right, Chris. It's We're not going like manga in the early two thousands or <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> yeah. It's not um, it's not like Mortal Kombat fatalities are going on or anything like that. Um, and so yeah, and basically after this, he is absolutely bereft. Goes to the top of a cliff, and you, he's considered considered suicide. And again, all, all this is so impressive, it's all done without any dialogue happening no. at all, where you know exactly what you think you're doing. Yeah. He's just stood on the edge of a cliff looking down, and yeah, you know. And I think I think part of that becomes a lot more apparent as to why he's thinking that. Not just because, of course, his family is mm. gone, but he is now alone. Yeah, there's no... He's not part of a society. No. Or even a um, tribe. It's just them. It's just them. And now he's completely, completely alone. He has no one. Um, can't remember exactly why he doesn't in the end, but he doesn't commit suicide. I think I think it's at that point he spots the dinosaur. 
that killed his family. Oh no, sorry, no. Before that, he he sees a sunrise. I think it is, oh, and it's, it's like uh, you know, okay. Yeah, but you just right. ca- you ca- like, and, but also I think it comes down to that idea of what you're talking about before about survival. Mm. That's his job. That's what he does. Yeah. So even even if it He's makes hard him... wire to survive, exactly. even when things nearly take him out. Yeah. Um. But you're quite right. And then um, he comes he comes to another ship fishing spot, and his fishing is interrupted. By another dinosaur, uh, again vaguely T Rex looking. Um, I think two, two of the first two, I think, are more um, Carnosaurus. Yeah, they've got like ridge bones and stuff yeah, like that already. Although, although I think they call them Carnosaurs. They're not, but they're they're closer to it. I think. Yeah, I mean they're like this is like the monster hunter version of dinosaurs. It's like they're yeah. just they're they're almost more like monsters than dinosaurs. Yeah. They're they're kind of representative, but uh, yeah, uh, and this one. Grabs a bunch of fish, which he was trying to get, and he follows it back to its nest, basically. Mm. And you can tell he's kind of out for vengeance. He wants when he comes into this yeah. this dinosaur lair, he's out for vengeance, and he's about to go absolutely. And he charges this, you know, green dinosaur, different obviously to the ones that were there previously. And then he sees it's got two little um, offspring, two little kids, and he. Yeah. And it just causes him to stop, and he he kind of breaks down and doesn't. I think there yeah. is a little bit of a fight, but it doesn't go on for very long. No, he yeah. quickly yeah. drops it. And then the two little, uh, the two little, you know, um, baby T Rexes, baby T Rexes come up and nuzzle him and sort of play with him and stuff like that. And it's quite a sweet moment. Yeah. Then the bigger dinosaurs from before turn up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and he actually finds like so um, obviously. Uh, the mother dinosaur, who is called Fang, again, you, there's no way to know that other no. than it's just... It has one very big pronounced Fang, it yeah. like chips off, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, basically, you know, defends her babies from uh, from the, the dinosaur attack. But also, Spear kind of jumps in as well and defines, you know... Like, oh, he's like, oh, it's you again, fuck you! Yeah, yeah, I think it's a, I think it's a combination of... Fuck you guys, and also a combination of I'm not going to let another yeah this happen again. Let this happen again. Um, so they do actually take out I think uh, the three, the two or three, they, like younger, let's call them yeah, carnosaurs, uh, carnosaurs, carnosaurs. Yeah. And then the mum turns up. It's uh, pretty pissed. It's pretty pissed. <laughs> and the first thing she does is take out the babies. Yeah. In another in another scene that when I saw it for the first time, I was like. They've just done that twice. Yeah, like, the thing is, he's deaf. So there's no sort of like preamble to it. There's no kind of building of tension of is this going to happen. It's just a very brutal. It's done. That's nature. It's happened. Yeah. Um, which again, it's you know, it's not going to be for everyone. But I think it was just amazing to see it. Like there we go. That's that's finished. It's not like they're swallowed whole with a gulp and they're going to be cut out of the belly or anything like that. Yeah, it's quite. Like, yeah, yeah, that is quite graphic for one of them, isn't it? Because it is very clear. Yeah, this well, is what's happened. It's more like the the jaw snaps shut, and then some blood trickles yeah. down the, which is like again, it's not it's not uber gore, but it's you know, yeah, for for young animals, which it's is... it's far from the worst this series will be. No, true. There are some um, very horror style episodes. Oh down yeah. The run. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> um, so yeah, and uh, effectively, uh, spear and fang. Uh, lose their collective shit and um, take out the big mother as well, uh, and they do that by learning to fight together. Yeah, yeah, uh, and and 
you know, the end of like at the end of the episode, he he sort of walks away, and Fang is following him on a beach, and he's a bit like I, you know, he's kind of like All right, that's it, and then she's following him, and it's it's kind of it's like an unspoken thing that they're kind of bonded by the loss. I think that's Fang, it, yeah. If something happens, I think, isn't it? And Fang kind of realizes that he's also lost yeah. children. The thing is with Fang is Fang is played a bit like a dog. Yes, um, very much. Yeah, so. Fang. Fang is comedic, but they never lose sight of the fact that Fang is a dinosaur. Yes, and is not. It is a very important distinction that she is very much not Spears pets. They are. Yeah, they are equals, and they work together. And there are times down the line where they want to accomplish different things. Yeah, and you know, Fang's a dinosaur, so she could just be stubborn and not do the things Spear wants her to do. Yeah, there are things that. Freak her out because she's a dinosaur. There's a, there's a, there's a fire one, isn't there? I think where she gets really freaked out by fire and runs off. Uh, I don't think it's a fire one, but it's funny enough because it leads into the second episode. The second yeah. episode starts with them. It starts with Spear hunting mm. and then Fang swooping in to just, just eat takes one, it off him. Just t- takes it off him, and then they end up. I can't remember exactly what happens, but they end up in a river full of poisonous snakes. Oh yeah. And from, really good. Yeah, and from then on, Fang has a fear of snakes yes, and it. worms. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right. The one, and I'm jumping ahead a bit, yeah. but it's, it speaks to how they deal with Fang. I really like the fact that it's like fairly, it might be series two or quite late in series one. Yeah. There's a really, there's a, a, a bottle episode where they're stuck on a raft the whole show. Yes. And there are some really like beautifully animated moments on that raft, yeah. like where they use like negative space to oh, create like. Where, Throughout the episode, any point you could pause it and like print off a frame and put on your it, wall, it would look beautiful. It's the first episode of season two, okay. and it's you're absolutely right. It's gorgeous. It's it's genuinely beautiful. Well, that, that should be award winning the episode for yeah. multiple reasons. But um, the thing I really like about it is by that point, Fang and Spear have been together for a season, and you see them as a pair. You see them as yeah. You've you've anthropomorphized Spear to see him as friends. Yeah, and there's a bit where. Obviously, days have passed, and Spear is struggling to to hunt for food on the ocean. Yeah, and then he notices Fang's tummy rumbling. Yeah, and Fang just kind of gives him a look. Yes, and it's very clear at that moment. It's like if I don't feed Fang, she is going to eat me. Yes, because <laughs> well, that and that's that. That actually, I think, is a really good like. Yeah, it's like again, all done completely without language, but it's just so clear, and it's like. Yeah, really speaks to this is not a pet. Yeah, yeah, this is yeah. not this is not the dog that is gonna you know Give lay in your grave yeah. or anything <laughs> like that. You know, they are both they are both hardwired to survive. Yeah, and if they you know they found a way of surviving together, which makes them both they, they form yeah. a symbiotic relationship, don't they? Because yes, they there's do. stuff that Spear can do for Fang, Fang can't do. Yeah, Fang then will like transport Spear around and stuff. Yeah, so they're both getting something out of it. But if that stops, they'll yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's the thing is things went well for one of them. <laughs> yeah, I think what's great about the series, uh, and it's kind of hard to talk about a little bit without kind of going into spoilers, but I think we just kind of have to with a show like this because mm. it's still worth watching, even so. Is it starts off very, like I said, very um, versus nature. Yeah, yeah. Like the first few episodes are all about them surviving nature and things like you know other animals and stuff like that. 
Early on is the one with the um, the zombie dinosaurs, isn't That's it? That's what I was going to say, yeah. And then you have Plague which of is, Madness. Which is one of the, the zombie dinosaurs one is like genuinely quite horrifying. Like, yeah, the, it is. The, like the animation used on it, it's like the character designs. Yeah. Is yeah, like something you've not seen before. Yeah, because that's where it starts to kind of go into the mystic, possibly supernatural, and yeah. it's quite a good way of doing it. Because at this point, you don't know. And, yeah. and what's good about you know that episode is it's just like every sort of great zombie film. It's yeah. never actually explained. You know, no. all the best zombie films you don't explain it. Um, and uh, yeah, it starts off with a little compasaurus type thing that. That is clearly not having a good not, day, not having a good day. <laughs> and it bites a, 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 a brachiosaur, brontosaur, whatever you want to call it, and you get a zombie brontosaurus. Yeah, like bits are falling off yeah. and bones showing, and... and 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 it starts off by going absolutely ham and murdering the rest of its pack. Yeah. And it's it's again it's brutal and again like tr- like I remember being quite. Not not upset, upset, but like a bit shocked yeah, when it yeah, tramples it, it, their eggs. It has an emotional impact. Yeah, because of like again, which is a testament to the scoring as well. Because the yes. music's really well done for oh. the series as well. It's brilliant. Yeah, and uh, again, it's like they start off the episode. Of course, all these very peaceful, yeah. peaceful yeah. giant brachiosaurs <laughs> chewing on fruit, <laughs> hanging out, and then you know one of them just gets bitten by the rage virus. Effectively. <laughs> And takes everything out. And then, like, there's actually a really cool bit. I remember where Spear and Fang come across this thing and they instantly know something is wrong. Yeah, this, yeah, yeah. we need to leave this. Yeah, this is not, this is not good. And then one of the, the brontosaurs, which at that point they assumed was dead, gets up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, Sorry about that. Oh, he just spends the rest of the episode chasing them down. Uh, yeah, that was... <laughs> Like, one of the things I really like about Spirit is the way she will get like pissed off at her environment. Like, is that one of the things they need to Oh, Fang, you mean? Fang, sorry, yeah. 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 Um, there's a bit, isn't there, where they're trying to climb something. Yes. And Fang can't do it. And just like starts shouting at the mountain and like just kicking it. That's the that's the one with the bats, isn't it? That's the yeah. the, the, the Blood Moon episode, which is which is not a great episode. Like we got uh, if if we could, we'd sit here and talk about every episode. I don't know if we've got that kind of time. Um, no. But also, I, I I don't I, I don't remember them clearly enough. My memory yeah. is, which is probably not a good way to do these because we can tell you why what stuck with us is why it's worth watching. It's like we've just yeah. immediate, we've just rewatched it all and like oh this and this and this. These are the bits that really stand out to us and why the show is worth your attention. Yeah, and then so that's the, the and then I don't think you really get another hint of the sort of supernatural until I think yeah until an episode called Coven of the Damned. And that is very explicit what is going on there. Mm. There is a coven of weird witch, like tree people. Wraith sort of things. Yeah. and Because uh, they don't come across any other people on their travels, but like... No, no not... Like the, the only other human you see up to this point is the one that the tree witch people have got yeah. strung up. But he finally finds Spear. Sorry, yeah, Spear finally finds someone who's a bit like him. Yeah. And they're immediately ended. Yeah, well, it's it's very fucking weird what happens to them because mm. this shadow horned god thing comes down and turns him into a baby. Yeah, it's very strange. And then gives the baby to one of these oh, witch yeah, creatures but, yeah. to raise, and then 
what's what's really cool about this episode is that actually uh, one of the witch creatures basically um, puts Fang under a spell, effectively. Yeah, and they're gonna you know they're gonna string up Spear and do the same thing to him. And she like she sort of notices the weird bond that Fang and Spear yeah. have, and she's like, "That's unusual." And she sort of dives into their mind and sees that they lose the their sh- children, the shared trauma. Yeah, the shared trauma of losing their children. And then we have a flashback to hers, and she was given one of these babies, and it just ran off the cliff and oh, and yeah. died. And it's like, and and from that point, she's like, "No, I understand it, so I'm going to let you go," sort of thing. Yes. Yeah. Again, all done without dialogue. All yeah. done without dialogue. It is staggering how good this show is. Yeah, because across the show, again, well, you'll get them create enemies who hold vendettas against them and pursue them. Yeah. They wind up enslaved at various points, don't they, and use as weapons. Yeah. I mean, there's the, the, um, the Ape Man episode, which is, again, slightly that, before That's quite, one. that one's brutal. Yeah, it is. Like, they are proper apes, aren't they? They're like full on, like. It's Planet of the Apes I'm almost, isn't it? Yeah. Beat the shit out of you with my fist. Apes. Yes. Yeah, it's like the beginning of Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not in it. So. That's good. Um, but yeah, and, and, uh, that is the one where, they they kidnap Fang at the beginning of the episode, mm. and uh, they have like this ritual again. This is slightly before the witches, so this is another hint of like weird supernatural yeah. stuff. And they drink this thing, and it makes them buff enough to basically take on a a T Rex dinosaur. Yeah. And it, Fang just gets fucking like she gets absolutely the crap beaten out of her uh, to the point that that's when Spear, you know, in classic hero fashion, breaks his bonds. Uh, drinks some of this potion himself and basically goes Incredible Hulk on the entire <laughs> thing. And what's really good is this is actually the first um, two-parter episode because the next episode picks up and... Yeah, there aren't many of those at all, are there? Yeah, no, not a lot. Well, well not a lot in season one. Season two, by its very nature, has to have a fair few of them, I think. Hmm. Um, and uh, basically he's dragging her through this wilderness and then he just notices like a jackal hyena thing. Hmm. And then there's two and then there's three. And then there's loads of them. <laughs> Building up. Yeah, because they're just looking at, at him kind of dragging this huge, you know, potential meal with him. <laughs> you know, it uh, kind of becomes like uh, Assault on Precinct 13 with uh, in, in prehistory. But yeah, it's, uh, it's a show that really sticks with you. And I think they... So I'm, I'm just checking that. I say you, you may or may not recognise the name, Kepi yeah. Tartakovsky. He's the guy behind Dexter's Lab. Yes. Uh, Samurai Jack, the Clone Wars micro-series. Hotel Transylvania. Yeah, surprisingly. Yeah. Um, he's just a unicorn warriors on yes. Teleport, I haven't watched yet. And Symbiotic Titan, which is apparently very oh, good. Okay. But only it was one of those things where it only lasted like one season. Okay. Because it's, again, too good for its time, is how people have described that. But I would I would say as well, like there's a real change from Primal to his preceding shows. Like you can see a direct line between like Dexter's Lab, Samurai yeah. Jack and the Clone Wars. Yes. They've all got like a similar like, angular style. Yeah. Whereas Primal is a completely different style of animation to what you're used to from him. Uh, but it still yeah. feels ex- so, like, du- directing wise, you can see it. You can see yes. it still you can see it's him. Hundred percent. But it's not got like the angular um economy of animation you used to things like, anim- like Samurai Jack, there's lots yeah. of um 
oh. only one person on screen or limited movements and stuff. Yes. So it's yeah. like replicating to an extent like um, Karasawa films and things like yeah, that. Yeah, it is, yeah. Whereas things like Clone Wars, there's lots of... It's kind of almost more like Clone Wars, isn't it? There's lots going on. Yeah, I there's think... There's lots of snappy stuff, but it's not in that minimalistic style. Yeah, I think, again, this is what... You're watching someone who's, you know, um, c- like cut their teeth doing the Cartoon Network shows and then and is yeah. now pretty much a master doing of their craft. Do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, um, I mean, he's talked about his influences, and uh, particularly for this show, and he said um, spaghetti westerns. Absolutely, you can see mm. that. You know, like, uh, it's worth knowing... Um, you know, it, it, like that goes back to Samurai Jack even as well, the spaghetti western type thing, and of course yeah. the Kurosawa films. Because uh, fun fact, um, Samurai Jack, not his name. No, they give it to him. Let me they give him that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not his actual name. So again, he's the man with no name. He's the samurai yeah. with no name, as opposed to the I'm, cowboy um, with no name. I'm currently, I've never watched Samurai Jack before. I'm based off the back of Primal. I've started watching it. Yeah, and I'm, I haven't finished it. But I'm not. I know there was a big gap between the. the Penultimate in the final seasons. Yeah, I'm not. I'm interested to see if there's more of Primal in the final season. I reckon there will. I reckon. Because I think it's yeah. quite. It was a lot closer to Primal in the final season. I think maybe animation might might reflect that. Yeah, uh, and and I kind of said, uh, I, you know, I said at the beginning that, uh, and I thought this because I used to read Conan the Barbarian books yeah. basically. And the great things about Conan the Barbarian books is that it's just a character that you just drop into a situation. Yeah. and off you go. It's it's got a what's how do you want to put it an internal continuity its own yeah. canon yeah but it almost doesn't matter because yeah. you just pick a book and it's like this is what we're doing today you know he he starts Off one we thing go. <laughs> yeah he starts one book and he's the king of a city and then the next book he's given that up and he's a pirate now because that's yeah. that's how he lives sort of thing <laughs> and again that feels very much like what they do with Fang and Spear in this they just drop them into situations. Yeah, uh, particularly in the first se- uh, first season, and again you get that sort of mix of is this set in Earth's prehistory or is it set in a like a version of it? And I think that kind of becomes more obvious in season two. That again, it is this kind of Hyborian age where it's like the like the error that you can't prove didn't happen. Like yeah. like <laughs> this error. I'm sure there's like archaeology people will be like, no, we can absolutely prove it. Like, yeah, I get you, but what I'm talking about here is like a, a mythical idea of well it could have happened. Whenever you get a hippie who talks about like when Atlantis created civilization across the world and how they have fucking crystals and shit. They're kind of talking about that yeah. Hyborian age where okay. where you can't prove it didn't happen, therefore you can create a YouTube channel based on that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and hoodwink the gullible. <laughs> um, so yeah, but the, I think that's pretty much what's most to talk about season one, apart from the end of season one. Yeah. Because the end of season one, they finally find another human. Yeah, who is clearly more evolved than Spear. Yes, yeah. She is not a Neanderthal. No, she's very much of the Egyptian... Well, yeah, she's tall and uh, bald as well. I'm not sure if that's... She she looks like an Egyptian slave. Yeah, she She does. That sort of of archetype. Yeah, and, uh, you know, throughout that episode, um, you you realise that... um, So, it's not that Spear doesn't talk, Mm. it's that he can't. Pretty yeah, much. She has language. Yeah. Uh, not English. Yeah. 
You, you still don't understand what she's saying. Which is a great thing. I'd, I'd think that's so much better than actually sort of going, oh, she's just going to speak English and you'll be able to... Yeah, because it puts you on... It puts you as a viewer on a... <laughs> The same footing as Spear. Yeah. In that you have to interpret based on what how she's saying it and what she's doing with the words. Yeah. Like how she's acting. And uh, and she also creates a bow. She mm. creates a, like yes. a bow and arrows, which is, you know, that's like rocking oh, up. When he finds her, she's got a chain on, hasn't she? Because he smashes it off, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, that's right. He, she's in like sort of stocks sort of thing. Yeah, and he, yeah. Re- he recognises it from something that's happened to them, doesn't he? He's like, oh, it's that. Yeah, and just kind of bashes thing, it open. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And yeah. So so she's obviously like she does things like cooking. She cooks her food. Yeah. Where yeah. Spirit Bang is still sat there eating it raw. And... Yeah. Yeah. Um. Like you know all these kinds of things that you know wouldn't you wouldn't normally nominate. And it, kind of... isn't the cooked food why Fang warms to her? Uh, I think so. I could yeah. Be remembering that wrong. Whether it's like how Fang comes around to. I can't. Her. Yeah. <laughs> <That's scary>. can't... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's also, I think, it's interesting when um, when they're taking her around the island. Uh, she tells us that her name is Mira um, at, at some point, but but Spear doesn't get that. <laughs> like, For quite a while, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then uh, they're taking her around this island, and it, you start getting these little hints that the rest of the world is not like where yeah. Fang and, and Spear are, because she's like there are giant bugs that she mm. clearly doesn't know what to do with. There's dinosaurs and, and stuff. So, again, it's like, basically, they are from a lost continent. Yeah, they're from the... The lost world, effectively. Yeah, lost world, yeah. Which is, again, it's a great idea, because then, at the end of the episode, she's kidnapped again by the, the slavers, effectively. Yeah. Who then take her off. Uh, Spear does say her name, yeah. so that's it. And then you go into season two, and season two... Is pretty much goes from them versus nature and yeah. survival to them versus, in big air quotes, civilization, mm. effectively. Because they keep running into more humans. And most of them are not pleased to see them. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like the, and uh, they're separate. Like, again, you have that great episode on the raft to start with. Uh, but, yeah. but then they wind up in. I think it's supposed to be a version of Britain or Ireland or something. You know, a yes, version it, of... It feels Celtic. Yeah. Where they um, decimate that village. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Fang finds a boyfriend, doesn't she? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Fang finds a boyfriend. Yeah. That is, that is, that, yeah. They <laughs> hang out and eat fermented fruit and get off their tits. <laughs> and then the boyfriend is like, you know, as you do, wakes up and goes, oh, I'm a bit hanging. I could do with some protein. Some nice, tasty human. A tasty human goes down to the village and the village rescued Spear and then it just becomes a huge clusterfuck after that because yeah. the dinosaur doesn't get why you can't attack Spear. It's also worth knowing that Fang does eat a person in yeah. this one. Yeah, Fang, again, is, just... Fang is very uh, indiscriminate. Yeah. It's like, this, one, this one's off the menu. Yeah. The other is uh, fucking okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which, again, it's just that nice reminder... Yeah. Not a pet, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, uh, yeah. So they, they, you know, it, it works out with Fang and Spear kind of end up killing the the other dinosaur, which Fang is deeply unhappy about. Yeah. And you know, uh, and then, and it kind of actually for the first time creates a sort of rift between yeah. them for a little while. Yeah. And then, yeah, they kind of go on this, uh, this adventure to find Mira. 
And then they come to the village where Mira is held. And rack shit up. They, <laughs> they absolutely murder everyone. And again, though, this is like where the show's name comes in, isn't it? Because you, any time Spear is properly angry about something, yeah. you see him go primal. Yes. Like, he becomes just, like, down on his fists, running around on his fists, shouting, yeah. screaming, just like a force of nature. And yeah. it's all so slickly animated that, like, I've, I've seen I've seen films that don't look as good as these action sequences. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, they, they come across, like, they come across the slaver thing and... Uh, he kills some of the kids there. Yeah. Uh, he regrets it, but he does it. <laughs> it's because they're about to kill him, aren't they? Yeah. They've got like the upper hand, basically. These kids. Yeah. This is a by warrior sheer, by sheer numbers. Well, also it's a they're warrior. warriors, but yeah, yeah, also yeah. there's a lot of them. It's that sort of thing of oh, I've taught my son to hold his axe, and then some mad caveman comes up. You've got to yeah. take out the caveman. Um, you know, it's like, mate, it's my first day on the job. Yeah. Like, come on. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you, you've stuck me on hard mode immediately. This is why have you done this? Much like Michael Chorton, Spears' catchphrase is "fuck them kids." So they, yeah, they rescue Mira, completely decimate this village, um, and then the dad and his older son. Yeah, the last two survivors, the dad and his older son, come back. Oh, they've been, yeah, they've been on a boat trip, haven't they? They been have. Hunting. Yeah, they've been actually gathering more slaves. Yes. Which again, it's got because I think it's interesting because that's just what they do. They, yeah. they, this is a Norse Viking society where that was the thing to do. Yeah. So, you know, like <laughs> they just come back and their entire. I think they they all the slaves that they've just captured. I think they they killed them. They sacrificed them, don't yeah, they? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then they're like, right, let's go find these guys. Yeah, it's very. And again, they no. We keep saying this, but it's important to remember that none of these people are speaking English either. No, I don't. I don't think even the um, even the Norse guys barely speak at all. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think there's a few a few uh, like things that you can interpret as father, and that's yeah. about it. Yeah, yeah. And you know, uh, I, I would say I get that's some context in the animation. The animation yeah. sells what they're exactly. They've um, done a really good job with the facial animation on it. Yeah, and I think we could kind of go go forward and talk about the rest of season two, but I think we'll kind of put a pin in it there in terms of talking about the actual plot. Yeah, I think the only other episode we really need to talk about is Primal Theory. That's, yes! <laughs> Primal Theory, because it's, it's the only one that's kind of a one-off. Yeah, That because, doesn't directly follow. And also, because you're not, you're really not sure what's happening, because yeah. you've just gone through this stuff in the village, because it's come about that point. Yeah. And then you jump to Victorian London. Yes. Yeah. Where for the first time people are speaking English. Yeah. And you, I won't ruin it all, but you're waiting for the shoes to drop as to how this is tying into the main story. Yeah. Like I was waiting for like, you know, to see spear on a wall or something or yeah. bang in a wall or something. something. Yeah. Something archaeological about it. But it's all about how there's a guy who is a bit Darwin-esque, but I don't think it's Darwin. Yeah. Who is saying, presenting his theory that given given a strong enough reason, enough yeah. fear, any person in society will fall back to their primal states. Yes. They'll regress. And he's kind of laughed out of the room. Yes. And then it becomes a horror film. Yeah, yeah it does. <laughs> it genuinely does. It's... The escaped convict. Yeah. 
Um, there's like a police officer who comes around to warn about the escaped convict. It, it feels a bit like um, a urban legend almost. Yeah, you know, it does, like yeah. the like the sexy teens were told that someone's escaped from the insane yeah, asylum. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like. But yeah, the escaped the escaped convict is he's in the house. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it it all goes very badly. But yeah, as as you can probably gather, I guess the person who survives the best is the one who just winds up acting like Spear. Yeah. Basically. Like, you know, the animation starts to mirror the movements and stuff. But it's, yeah. They never, like, flat out say it, but it's clear what they're doing. Yeah. And it's uh, and it's such a lovely, like, one-off kind of episode. Yeah. Uh, it also shows, a, a, like, a a, tra- a path not taken for Primal, where it's an anthology show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I think it's, it's, again, it's just one of these things of, like, it's a little, little extra bonus, yeah. you know, cherry on the top of the series, that episode. Yeah. Um, we have some doing the season three. Yes. I mean, if they just ended it at season two, I'd have no complaints. No. You know, but, but again, as you say with Futurama, having more of a thing you really like is great. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So I don't know if, it'll be interesting what they do with season three, because they could go... Yeah. They could just take the name Primal and do something entirely different with it. I, but well, I don't think they will. I wonder if it's going to, uh, you know, as we've kind of gone from, like, uh, the complete savagery mm. of season one to that kind of semi-civilization yeah. in season two. I wonder if it's going to be a bit more, I don't know, a bit more like, uh, like almost classical, if you know what I mean, of, yeah. like, you know, maybe Romans and stuff or what have you. Yeah, or, or like ancient peoples. Time, yeah. you know, I wonder if they're going to do that. But it's... Again, I think I really can't stress how good this show is. Well, it's it's worth uh, sitting through the ad breaks on Four On Demand. Yeah, it is. As yeah. I continue to call it, despite it not being called 4OD for God knows how many years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't recommend everyone watch this highly enough. If, if you've got... It's kind of one of those things, you've almost got to caveat it with, if you've got the stomach for it, if you're, you know, because it's this is not like... How to put it? This is not the story where the people have plot armor and the dog gets yeah. all, like you know, and the dog doesn't die in the end because that would make and you're people gonna, sad. You, and you, there, are, there are moments right where you genuinely fear for Dang's safety. Yeah, and, and it does a re- like it sells that really well. Yeah, I mean, it's, there's there are pretty much horror episodes like yeah. the um, uh, what's it called, the Night Crawler or the Night Creeper. Oh yeah, it, it's just an episode and. It's really great because they sell it really well because they're stuck in this dark forest. It's pitch black at night and they hear something out in the woods. And it is like, I mean, it's like eviscerated a saber-toothed cat. And the next night it tears through a a family of Triceratops. And like, there's a bit where where Spear is like, I'm going to go out and get it. And, and, And Fang is like, no. Because like, it's one of those things yeah. where you could sort of tell Fang knows what this thing is. Yeah. And he's like, no. Yeah, I just don't want to mess with this. <laughs> yeah. I mean, one of the biggest problems I give this is every time we talk about it, which is fairly frequently, Yeah, I want to go and buy the Blu-rays because they're region free. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, I, and I'm worried it will disappear from Channel 4. Yeah. And I don't trust digital content anymore. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, you absolutely shouldn't because it could, I mean, it could genuinely disappear from Channel 4 tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, um, and that's been a whole thing. Now, the, like the one thing I would say after watching the show is like they have talked about doing a Dark Souls animated series oh, okay. after, after the success of like Castlevania or Netflix. Yeah. 
Um, they've talked about doing a Dark Souls. My plea, give it to Gendy Tartsovsky. Ah, oh, he'd do it great. He would, yeah. like, cause that is... I'm not a Dark Souls guy. Even I can see that would be great on it. Yeah, because like, most of Dark Souls is, you know, you versus yeah. the environment with no dialogue. Uh, you, you occasionally run into people who tell you cryptic shit that you misinterpret and then have to look up a guide. Yeah. But could you imagine a Dark Souls <laughs> animated series by Gendy Tartakovsky would be absolutely amazing. <laughs> yes, it, it, would, would, be, it would be. It yeah. would be fantastic. Yeah, it would probably be something terrible in the end, <laughs> you know, unfortunately. Um, they might even give it to the Castlevania guys, who would probably do a decent job, but it wouldn't be as good. Um, but yeah, I think that's pretty much going to cover us for this episode. We only wanted to kind of um, jump in and, and, and have a deep dive. Because we keep alluding to Primal. Yeah, we do. Runs, and it's really wanted to have a chance to talk about properly. Yeah, because <laughs> again, we've, we're kind of still working on um, our stuff. We've got uh, more things coming for you. We're also going to revamp the podcast a little bit. We've got plans. We've got plans. What I'm kind of thinking of is too late update version 2.0. Yep. Yeah. Um, better sound, better intros, better things, you know. Um, can't do much about better history, unfortunately. No, that's how it is. We can't rewrite history. Um, no. <laughs> um, yeah, so we'll, we'll kind of keep this going and see if there's any others that we want to talk about. I know there's a few... Few things that we've alluded to and shows like Invader Zim. Uh, yes, Bertie. Yes, Bertie. I know you do. Uh, Invader Zim rings a bell as one of those shows that is not as well known, particularly not in, in the U- in, in the UK. Definitely not. I think it yeah. was more popular in the US. Um, but it's just absolutely fantastic and could do with a little bit of of love. Well, anyway, right. That will do us for this episode. It just remains for me to say I've been Matthew Wynn. I've been joined by the lovely Chris Hodgkinson. Pisces! And Bertie! He's a good boy. Thank you very much, everyone. Goodbye! Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed this, please check out Sound Files, our podcast about the music of video games. Drop us a line at late underscore pod on Twitter, or send us an email at too late update at gmail.com. Thanks very much, guys. Bye bye! <laughs>